Hello and welcome back to Who Is She? Um, this is episode 2, The Real Deal with Therapy. Let's go! Before I begin, um, I would like to talk about something that bothered me yesterday. I was supposed to do a lot of things, but I was so bummed out when my fitness watch, my Mi Band, went missing. I just bought a few colored bands. But I can't find this little this little thing here. So I was so frustrated and I ended up just staying in bed the whole day watching Among Us streams and some teleseries in YouTube. This episode is called The Real Deal with Therapy. But I'll make it a two-part. The first part will center on my own experience with therapy and the second part will touch on a few misconceptions about therapy. So before I begin, I would just like to say that it's currently today's Wednesday. It's 10.36 a.m. This week has not been going well for me. Um, my goal was to actually wake up 6 a.m. every day for the whole week and do my morning routine as perfect as I could. Um, but you know, things, things happen. We can control them. I also want to do this um, analysis about Pinoy Teleseries and how they fuck up things about mental health, which actually adds to the stigma that people with mental health issues face, why we sometimes refuse to get help, why we're reluctant to face our problems, why we're so scared of getting diagnosed, or how people would look at us because these shows actually mess up, antagonize people with mental health issues instead of focusing on the process in which people get help or people get to change and embrace their authentic selves, okay? So for the first part, I want to talk about my own experience with therapy, particularly talk therapy or psychotherapy. Well, it has been almost a year since I started doing psychotherapy. I myself had a lot of misconceptions about mental health issues and therapy in general, and I think this really hindered me from becoming my authentic self, which is why I wanted to do this so more people out there would not be scared. If therapy is accessible to them, then probably just go get it. So my earliest experience with therapy was when I was tagging along um, the therapy session of a close relative of mine. I'm not gonna share who they are because it's not my place to say. And there were times when I was asked to sit in some of the sessions and let the doctor ask us a few questions. Like, um, how was school? How are you doing? Do you love this relative? Um, do you think this person is doing better? Why? Why not? And I thought it was just so weird telling a stranger these things. I have not always been the most honest person in those sessions. I tried to always put on a good front, like I'm okay, we're okay, please can you, can you just say that this relative is gonna be okay because I'm okay. If you don't know, um, I have two brothers and we have been honor students and we were in elementary and I think through high school also. After all, consistent honor students should be able to know better than get ourselves into trouble, right? Or have problems which we have, we need an adult's help to solve. 
So basically, I just want the session to be over because I want my relative to be better already. But being directly in contact with someone with a mental health issue growing up, it didn't make it easy for me to take mental health issues seriously. I always thought that it was something anyone could just shake off. Because <laughs> basically, that's also what other people around us have been telling this person. That just keep the faith and everything will be okay. There were times like I felt like I had to be the adult one because I had to take care of this person even if I needed taking care of myself too. And it was... At a certain point, I think I resented the whole experience. I was angry a lot because I'm just a kid. Why was I dealing with this thing? And it's hard to... I think it was hard for me to process all that. Like, while I'm just getting to know myself, while I'm just getting to see the different, the wide spectrum of emotions that I could be feeling, I was expected to be the kind of kid who's a good daughter, a responsible daughter, didn't get into trouble. Hindi pasaway, hindi magulo, hindi makulit, behaved. That's a huge part of the reason why I was not that open with my feelings because I had to hold them in because I had to be strong had to be strong for the adults in my life I didn't want to worry anyone else we were always told we were bright kids and that really pressured me to be like a self-cleaning robot or machine like I solve my problems I hold my emotions I keep myself in control I had to be in control I think you really learn the lesson when you're ready to learn the lesson because back then all I got from that early experience is that sick people need therapy. For most of my teenage years up until my early 20s, I was thinking I'm not sick, I don't need help. I'm stronger than this, I don't need help. And for me to reach out and seek help, that would mean like my case had to be so terrible for me to ask for help, which I can't accept that I needed help. I was scared of going to the doctor and getting diagnosed with an illness and having that on my record, which I can't unwrite anymore. I was scared of the stigma. I saw how some people didn't get that you really can control when you get depressed or when you have a panic attack or when you are so anxious that it feels like if you don't get things under your control, you're gonna die when you're a kid, a teenager growing up, and you have these, I think I was having depressive episodes back then, like I couldn't get out of bed, but people just told me that I was lazy. Like, tatamad-tamad ka, tanghali na, ba't di ka pa gumigising? Ang dami-daming gagawin sa bahay, bakit nasa kama ka lang? These symptoms, like the need to seek isolation, being incredibly silent for long periods of time couldn't get out of bed when you need to but you also can't sleep when you have to people didn't understand that these were cries for help i had big dreams for myself ultimately the thing that pushed me to book my first psych checkup is work burnout i was so emotionally and mentally drained from work that there were days i could appear so well in the office and then the moment i stepped into my unit I just cried. Um, I'd wake up in the morning already feeling defeated. I dreaded Mondays. Sunday nights 
It's hard for me to sleep because I know the next day I'd have to go to work. I'm not always mentally okay to embrace everything that comes with work. Some days were so bad, I couldn't get out of bed. People couldn't understand why I was feeling the way I felt. But I think the worst thing that drove me to really do it was when the emotional pain manifested physically. I'd wake up na nanlalamig yung pawis ko. I would throw up a lot. There was a lot of times where there was throbbing pain in my chest and in my head. At work, there were days when I had to go to the restroom every hour just so I could breathe. Just so I could have a panic attack there, calm myself down, and then go back as if nothing happened. At that point, I couldn't... I think I knew I needed help. The thing that pushed me to actually do it was my support system. My fiancé told me that he supported me in this decision and he told me I had to get it because he knew I wasn't being myself. He knew I I need to get better. And then he even said he'd go with me like if I wanted someone to be there. And he did. So he waited in the lobby until I went in my first session. But for that first session, the, the counselor just said it was work burnout. That there was nothing serious. I didn't have to worry as much. It's just I have to maximize my leaves. I have to find uh, my own coping tools. And after that, I didn't go back for a while until the next breakdown that I had, which was, I can't even remember, but it was a year after that. I asked to have like psych tests done to know what was wrong with me why why was my mindset like this why why do i feel so helpless why do i feel like there's nothing why can't i control my emotions why is it so heavy this emotional burden that i'm feeling and i know that i wasn't being myself anymore i lashed out at a lot of people and then there were times that i just isolated myself There were times when I was out almost every day drinking, thinking that that experience could somehow drown all the bad feelings. And then I'd wake up the next day with hangover. So these psych tests, I was asked to do short essays, drawings, um, a lot of questions. It was, I think, two and a half hours worth of that. And then a week after, I got my diagnosis. Generalized anxiety disorder and depression. And I thought, how the heck does that work? Like, how can you be depressed and then also have anxiety? I was assigned a psychiatrist. They said I had to take medication for my, to regulate um, my hormones, my emotions. Which I did medicine for these mental illnesses they are not cheap they're very expensive and you'd have to take them every day it did work at some point but unfortunately there were some side effects after a few weeks of taking the medication my hair started falling out like half of my hair fell out um imagine if you're living with a lot of people with long hair yung lagas ng buhok that 
if you don't vacuum for a month and mag-accumulate yung hair, that's like one day of hair fall for me. I tried to switch shampoos. I tried to um, not comb my hair as much when it was wet. We centered on the cause of the hair fall being the medication. So I asked the psychiatrist if the dosage could be taken further down. Or can I get off the pill? And she said, yeah, I could. And then after that, um, I tried to switch clinics because I really wanted a clinic whose approach is something that didn't have anything to do with the medication. When the pandemic started, that's when I switched clinics. So I actually never got to, to see my therapist personally, like ever. I did an intake interview. It's the first few sessions with this new therapist, we identified like the goals or the problems that I want to solve. She told me that it was important for me to work on at most three goals. We can track the progress and we can actually focus on the problems I want to solve basically. Um, at first, it was hard for me to share with this person because this, this is a new therapist and I'm like, how, how do we find this vibe? But eventually, um, I became more comfortable sharing. I told her in the beginning that I have this tendency to try to try to say like everything's okay, I'm doing well, I have this progress that I can brag about. <laughs> My early days in college, I was actually mentored by a few people. I was experiencing problems. I didn't tell them. It was like I want them to think that they're doing a good job mentoring me so I just told them all the good stuff and left out all the bad stuff that's happening in my life. I didn't want these sessions to be like that especially if I was paying like double the amount that I was paying in the previous counselor I was seeing. The structure is like the first 30 minutes I can update about we can talk about whatever I want and the next 30 minutes will be like a check on how I'm doing regarding the goals that we set. I think I have to tell you guys that therapy is not easy. It's not easy to to talk about your experiences, your trauma with a stranger. And especially when these things haven't been resolved or if they trigger like a traumatic experience for me, there are times that I would cry Sobrang bigat sa pakiramdam, rehashing um, the hurt, the pain. But the good thing about it is that in therapy, they allow you to tell your story, to process your emotions out loud. And then in my experience, I was taught a few tools, how to stabilize yourself, I guess. What do I do when I feel rage bubbling up my chest? When I cry uncontrollably hard and I can't stop, how do I stop myself? Things like that, which are really, really helpful because I actually tried that out like when the person I was in a call with said stuff that was a bit um, touchy-feely and I almost cried but I didn't because I was practicing that um, tool. And if you want to know more about it, let me know so I can have a separate video for therapy tools that worked for me. It's hard to be this open and vulnerable because there are people who actually don't get mental health issues. This is something that has not been taught 
at least sa generation ko, never napapag-usapan. Mental health? Growing up? Nope. Lagi lang sinasabi sa amin na tatagan mo yung loob mo, mag-pray ka, um, kailangan mo lakasan yung loob mo, kailangan mo, it's something you can shake off. If you're depressed, it's because you hold on to your emotions so hard. Well, that kind of has some truth to it. But some cases kasi, you really can't control your emotions. And when you can't control your emotions, how can you control the actions that spring from those emotions? Whether it's hurting yourself or hurting other people, it's hard. But what made this whole experience a bit easier for me is that I have a great support system. Um, it took a, a lot of, like a few months in therapy before I was able to share with people, but I find it easier for me when I just um, able to trust people with my truth, with my real experience. And so, shepherd before I could make this, um, I was able to share with my fiance, my brother, uh, my friends, like how therapy goes for me. And some of them um, were really like appreciative about how I was open to them. And some were even really curious, like, Pano bayon? Um, do you just say your feelings? Like, how do you pick which one to say? What if you have so many problems, how do you pick one? And it has been a great experience for me just to share even my breakthroughs with them. And it felt nice that someone was invested in my development and genuinely wanted to know about my progress and without judgment. But of course, I don't always share like the ugly side of it. There are some very personal things that I think would be better shared just with my therapist and that's also fine. It really helps to be able to talk about therapy openly with the people I love. I think we have to be able to casually talk about mental health issues like how we talk about diabetes or bronchitis or COVID-19 perhaps, which is usually focused on healing. No one should be ashamed or embarrassed by the need to seek mental help. But in saying this, it's not always the easiest thing to do because undoing years and years of hurt, trauma, emotional damage, that's not easy. And it's not cheap either, not accessible to everyone, especially here in the Philippines. That's why I think it's really important to educate ourselves about mental health issues and be compassionate with others, especially if you have the proper headspace to do so. I cannot begin to stress this. Of course, when you're in a dark place, you want people to help you out. You want people to understand you. But these people are also human and not everyone has the capacity to understand you all the time and you also have to accept that, okay? It's important that you have your like your own sense of self-worth because when people don't behave the way you expect them to, when people misunderstand you, when people aren't compassionate enough with you and you don't have the amount of self-worth to take all that in, it will crush you. And that's one of the main lessons I've learned during therapy for a few months. I think I also want to share what the best thing about my therapist is. She is my accountability buddy. Like, even if I talk about conflicts with other people, like, this person made me feel so bad. 
this person hurt me in a way that I've never felt hurt before. She always says, na ayoko ng antagonize or hindi ko lang yung intention ng person na to, and I can only give my opinion based on what you tell me. So you have to be completely honest with me. And then that's what we process how I felt about what happened, not siya. And I think that's very productive because usually when you talk to your friends about um, conflicts with other people, it's either they want to know both sides first or they immediately go to your side. Like, kakampihan ka niya. Kasi friend mo. So usually, kakampihan ka and medyo biased. So, syempre, they would want to comfort you. But a therapist is not like that. Their goal is to help you out. Part of therapy is to work on the issues outside the paid sessions. I'm not sure if this is the same for other people who go to therapy, but for me, I am assigned like a homework to further process the learnings on my own. Before the session ended, bibigyan ako ng homework ng therapist ko, and then I will try to work that out for the weeks na hindi kami magkita, and then we'll talk about it in the next latter half of the session. The goal is really to be able to handle my emotions without my therapist. If you have any personal questions about therapy, feel free to message me at whoishi.ph on Instagram. And we can talk about it like in DMs or I can make new videos about it or a new podcast episode if a lot of people would want to ask the same thing. That's it, friends. Stay tuned for the part two of this episode where I'll talk about the misconceptions usually surrounding the world of mental health or therapy. Who is she? It's a podcast by a Filipina, millennial, bisexual, cis woman, a feminist in progress, a temperamental bookworm, an independent provinciana in the city, a huge Cimarelli fan. Follow me on Instagram at whoishe.ph for some real talk and inspiring content.